Hi, everyone. This is Erica Spicer Mason from Becker's Healthcare. Thank you so much for tuning into the Becker's Healthcare podcast series. Today, I'm pleased to be joined by Brad Job, the Senior Vice President and Chief Information Officer at TriMedics, who will talk to us about artificial intelligence in healthcare. Brad, thank you so much for joining us today. Hi, Erica. Thanks for having me. Well, we're thrilled to have you. And I know this topic is absolutely top of mind for a lot of our listeners. So really excited to dig in here. And just to get us going, I wanted to get kind of a high level perspective from you on where artificial intelligence and healthcare really stands today. So in your view, and based on your work at TriMedics, when we think about other industries, what are the unique opportunities disadvantages, and even the potential of AI in healthcare specifically? Yeah, I think certainly there's there's both opportunities and disadvantages or risks when, when talking about AI in healthcare. I think one of the big elements to look at as an opportunity is just the amount of data generated in healthcare. So whether it's patient data or device-generated data, it is created in very large quantities. And, and for a little perspective, a single hospital generates almost four times the amount of data as, as the contents of the entire Library of Congress in a single year. So you're talking massive amounts of, of data there to work with for that hospital system. And really the exciting part about that is finding the, the ways to leverage that and create insights to really drive beneficial outcomes and efficiency in healthcare. And I think that's where AI comes in. Healthcare professionals already have enough challenges. They've got you know heavy patient care loads, they've got staffing shortages, and then administrative workloads. So they're not gonna be the ones who have time to sort through this. By implementing AI solutions, now you can really unleash the right tools on the data and generate more powerful insights that give the clinicians the ability to really focus more on that direct patient care. So that's you know that's the positive side of it. I think on the the more negative side is how much is at stake in in the world of healthcare, right? The if we look at specific tools like generative AI, i.e. chat GPT, you know, they're still evolving. They're good, but they're at a point where they can generate a perfect answer or they can generate an answer that is completely unexplainable by the folks that trained it, the developers, anybody. So the notion of having an AI system with the ability to autonomously guide clinical operations is, is really a source of concern and a lot of hesitancy in healthcare. So with, with life and death decisions, anytime you need appropriate development, testing, oversight, as we're implementing tools like this, so that we can maintain that clinical operations in, a, in the appropriate and safe environment. Yeah, thanks so much, Brad. I really appreciate your perspective on this, and especially the comparison that you gave about the amount of information in the, in the Library of Congress and how that relates to just the sheer magnitude of the amount of information we see in healthcare and the data that we see in healthcare. So it sounds like 
it's both a challenge and an opportunity. And to your point, AI seems to be a tool where you can really uh, kind of capitalize on those opportunities. But of course, there's a lot at stake, as you said. Um, and your point about development, testing, and oversight, I think that leads nicely into the next question that I had, because we see in our coverage at Becker's a lot of um, talk among leaders about governance needs, oversight needs. So what do you think healthcare really needs to better understand AI and also to set appropriate expectations for its near and long-term applications? So I'll start by by going back in time a year, year and a half when Chad GPT came out and really started bringing the AI discussion to the, the forefront. I mean, the reality is AI is, it's a generalized term that encompasses several different types of mathematical artificial intelligent models, but many of these have been around for quite a while now across you know, a variety of inter- industries. Um, a couple quick examples, your, your face ID on your phone, that's machine learning, so that's a form of AI. Your favorite um, navigation app on your phone, also a form of AI. So the, the key piece of this here is each of those models is a tool incorporated into an application that plays a specific role for that technology that's utilizing that AI data input and, and output. And I think what that means for healthcare is this isn't a, a one-size-fits-all silver bullet sort of conversation as we, we start talking artificial intelligence to solve healthcare challenges. It's it really is understanding the use cases that the system needs to solve, right? So what are the, the right problems? Having the right data available and in a way that the machines can understand it and then developing a suitable model to generate the correct and appropriate outcomes with that data. So I'm going to go back to what I said at the, the beginning, you know, that standardized development and implementation process are crucial in understanding the, the value of these AI tools. The, the software itself can't be a substitute for, for governance. So healthcare organizations have to really ensure that anytime they're looking at these tools, they're, they're using an appropriate process and strategy to make sure that they're getting the right tool to solve the problem that that they've set forth. Definitely, uh, really sound advice. Thanks, Brad. And taking that a little bit further, you know, as we're talking about applications of AI, we see a lot in the mainstream about applying AI in healthcare to direct patient treatment activities and areas like case management. But in your view, where else can it or should it be applied to improve healthcare? Yeah, so while patient data is, is certainly one of the, the big areas that people are talking about with AI, looking at it from a clinical engineering standpoint can provide both technical and administrative benefits to those clinical engineering teams. AI can be incorporated into tools to monitor performance of medical devices, 
potentially early warning signs of a device failure and, and preventing those failures in you know, large capital equipment such as a CT scanner can be a, a real cost-saving benefit for a health system that can decrease unplanned outages, improve utilization time, and of course, ensure patient safety. AI can also be used to help those biomedical technicians by taking over some of the administrative process. So if we think about automating tasks like document documentation in work orders, that can be used where we know today something like ChatGPT can take this podcast and create a summary. The same thing can happen if, if we can utilize that to create the appropriate summary for documentation of work orders now that technician is off doing what they want to do. We can also use it in procurement supply chain process or even using location data in an AI model to make devices more readily available reduce maintenance time, and hopefully ease the, the workflow bottlenecks in clinical engineering departments. And I think if we can do you know, any of those things, we're, redu- we're taking that biomedical technician's expertise and letting them what they really wanna do, which is you know, do the maintenance and repair on, on medical equipment. Yeah, it's really fascinating to think about how many potential applications there are here outside of just the clinical realm. Um, So kind of in that same vein of repairs and maintenance, I mean, outside of that, are there other ways here that healthcare organizations can apply AI? Yeah, absolutely. So using, again, this vast amount of data that we're talking about, if these data sets can include location data, downtime data, maintenance repair history, equipment age, we can create models to produce a a somewhat distilled view of their asset allocation and utilization within their inventory. Use those underutilized devices to help fill gaps in clinical operations. Can also look at things like return on investment for a certain device or category of devices as that hospital system is looking at future investment. There's also models that you can look at cost optimization across one or or many of those device types. And I think looking at that data in this way can now open new avenues for executives and capital planning committees to improve their investment decisions across the organization. Yeah, definitely. Thanks, Brad. You know, it's the more you're talking about medical devices and how AI can be applied to to better understand them and to better, um, you know, better assess equipment age, location, downtime, areas like that. Of course, what comes to mind is also cybersecurity. We see a lot of headlines and, you know, even content in our Becker's coverage about uh, how healthcare organizations really are facing an uphill battle with cybersecurity and managing their devices and protecting patients. So how do you think the growth of AI in healthcare will really impact cybersecurity in the long run? Yeah, again, this is this is the two sides of a coin. You have the the positive side where new technology creates a, a lot of new opportunities that we we talked about, but 
specifically from our like looking at the the more negative side and some of the risks you're looking at that patient safety and that data breach potential with all of this sensitive patient data these are scenarios where we really need to focus on the cybersecurity controls as we're we're putting some models in place and there's a few questions that i i think will help drive some of this out. Like, where is this model hosted? Is it a public model or a private model? How is the model being trained? Where's the data coming from? How is that data being controlled? And so really, if you look at just those few things, missing controls in any of those can create a pretty big door to exposing EPHI and then obviously a, a data breach, which, which nobody wants. Another aspect on the, the negative side of this is really looking at how software is developed today. Today, all these generative AI tools can help software developers write faster, better code. Unfortunately, the same goes true for cyber criminals. So they're using it to create more adaptive malware, better ransomware, and understand weak points in healthcare networks to uh, to drive their cyber crime business as well. So definitely some risks on that side of it. As we look at the more positive side of the coin though, I think AI tools incorporated into existing tools can improve monitoring and alerting of cyber attacks, can improve asset analysis and potentially more quickly identify the devices that are at risk. On the network side, providing better vigilance over all this network activity can really help quantify organizational risk profiles. And I think in general, the, the variety of implications across cyber is really an example of just, you know, one of the the larger takeaways for healthcare organizations that want to adopt AI. Software of any kind, quite honestly, um, can have fairly different impacts depending on how they're used and, and developed. And it's just more uh, weight to the fact that wanting to implement AI is good, but they need to have appropriate, robust systems of governance and organizational goals to make sure that they're implementing these tools in the right way. Yeah, thank you so much, Brad. I think those are really helpful considerations for our listeners who I'm sure are all at different stages of implementing AI, um, but no doubt, you know, asking some of those key questions and also, um, really considering the positive and negatives of risks and cybersecurity, as we just discussed, um, really be beneficial. So thank you again for sharing all of these insights today. Really enjoyed having you here. Excellent. Thank you. And I'd also like to thank TriMedics for sponsoring this episode today. You can tune into more podcasts from Becker's Healthcare by visiting our podcast page at beckershospitalreview.com.